a playlist original. Hey, what's up? It's your host, Tori, and who is ready to be petty? Welcome back to another episode of RTBP. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so excited for this week's bonus episode about episodes four through seven of And Just Like That season two. Today, I'm talking with Lisa of Lisa Rants in our three episode journey through Oh, this godforsaken season. (laughs) It's truly the TV show we love to hate, but I'm hoping you will laugh along with us. If you are enjoying these bonus episodes of the podcast, leave me a little rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps the pod find new listeners and just gives me that little push to keep going. I feel like this is a long episode, so I think we should just dive right into it. Use the timestamps if you are watching along with us and enjoy. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Lisa. I'm back with a very special guest. Lisa is here. Lisa, how are you? Good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me back. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Oh my God. Thank you. Also, I was recording with Nick, one of my collaborators and I was like oh um I went to because I went to the Taylor Swift concert last weekend I was like I went with this girl named Lisa and he's like Lisa of Lisa Rants and I was like no No. I was like no (laughs) another girl and then I was like actually I'm recording with Lisa this afternoon and he's like say hi to her for me so hi from Nick no way hi Nick oh my god I love that I'm so happy (laughs) Oh my gosh. So tell the listeners, because you haven't been on the pod for a, quite a while, tell the listeners what you have been up to lately. I know. I miss you guys. I've just been a listener for a while, so I'm, I'm <laughs> glad to be back. Yeah. So I host monthly rant and release circles. So I'm based in Boston, Massachusetts, but so I do in-person circles and virtual circles if you don't live around me. But basically, yeah, once a month, I just host a um, woman's circle where we can just get together and really discuss um, different topics. So I actually had like a body neutrality one last night and yeah, we just get deep. It's kind of like a monthly group therapy session, honestly. (laughs) So it's so much fun for me because I just love talking about all that stuff and just, you know, networking, getting to know new people. So I love it. And you just released a specific journal to match like, yes. your circles. That's so fucking cool. <laughs> yes, my first merch product. No, yeah. Um, so I released a rant and release journal. It's available on Amazon. And um, yeah, I designed it and just published it because, um, like I said, we have like really deep conversations. But I think sometimes it's really nice to kind of process your feelings on your own. So I just thought this was the perfect product to kind of go along with my monthly circles and people can just journal and kind of write out their feelings and rant and do whatever they need to. So it's awesome. I love how it came out and I'm just excited to like keep creating more because it's so fun. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, it truly is like the perfect item to just like, yeah, the the brand synergy is there. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yes. (laughs) 
So when in just like that season one came out, you and I talked about the first two episodes. Yep. Which like <laughs> were huge because it was again like spoilers ahead, obviously, um, where Big passed away, and I cannot believe we're at like midway, like at the latter end of season two. Yeah, it kind of felt like it flew by every episode. I'm like, wait, we're already on episode five and six. And so, yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> I know. As a whole, how have you enjoyed this season? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Loaded question. I know. It's hard. So, um, you know, we've talked about this before. I'm a huge Sex and the City fan. You know, I've seen every episode, every movie. <laughs> um, So it's kind of like, they really have me at this point. Like I'm not going to yes. not watch. Like I just, yeah. I have to, I'm, I'm dedicated. I'm loyal. Like we're in here, you know? So, um, I, I enjoy it. Um, you know, I'm not like, <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it, I guess every week, but there's just still, you know, we, and we've talked about it last time. It's just like, there's just so many, like just things that I'm like looking at the writers and I'm like, what, like, why are we doing this? Or like, what's going on here? But I do think it's still like really enjoyable um, overall. So I'm not mad at it, but I just wish I could be in the writer's room sometimes, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very similar to how I feel about it because it's like, I enjoy watching it. Right. It comes out on Thursdays, like a few weeks ago, it was like literally Wednesday at midnight. I like couldn't sleep. And I was like, Oh, I'll watch the new <laughs> right and just like that episode like I like it but at the same time it's the worst show I've ever watched like yes especially if you compare it to um the like original series it's just I don't know it just has strayed so far from the main plot that it's it's really hard to watch yeah, it is. And I just feel like the characters are just completely different people. I mean, yeah. we'll get into it. But yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you 100%. Like everything you just said is exactly how I feel about it. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so we're gonna talk about episodes four to seven. I covered episodes one to three with Jenna. And so you can listen to that and come back. It was really uh, then good. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thanks. I appreciate that. And then I'm gonna be covering uh 8 to 11 with Maddie from Parked Car Combos. So let's get into it. So episode 4 this was kind of nice because we bumped into an old character mm -hmm. which was Carrie's Vogue editor Enid yeah. mm -hmm. and she runs a goop like newsletter and it's called Vivant and she wants Carrie well Carrie thinks she wants her to be a contributor. And Carrie has a hard time, like, reconciling with this because it's for women 75 plus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, oh, my God. And I don't know. Like, would I be offended if I was in my mid-50s and this was offered to me? Like, probably. <laughs> but it's like mm -hmm. she was really taken aback by it. Yeah. I remember her, like, just Carrie's conversation with Seema. She's just like why like does it look like I need to be in this like just so Literally. confused but Literally. yeah and I and, and I do think that is like one of the really positive parts about this show is that they really 
kind of go there and we get to see the experience of being a middle-aged woman and just like the like conflicting feelings that come up around aging so I love how they just keep it real about that yeah 100% that was another thing that I enjoy about the show and I, I can't think of any other examples but you are right that it is a show about women in their 50s that don't live other than like I would say Charlotte like a traditional lifestyle like like married and having kids so like I guess that is one thing that it has going for it yeah (laughs) uh so Seema and Carrie meet up she's like offended and Seema's like hey but it doesn't matter because you need Enid's like good word um for this for your new book because Mm -hmm. she is doing all of the press for loved and lost yeah um she's like hey fine I'll like put myself out there she goes she bumps into Bitsy again another character from the series Mm -hmm. proper and Bitsy is trying to set her up with this guy named Marlin and Carrie's like oh that's like where I'm getting all of these like rando text messages <laughs> yeah. like from this old man. It's mm-hmm. fr- it's like one of Bitsy's like previous suitors. <laughs> I, I knew immediately that something was going to like happen there. Like, I don't know. I just knew it was going to just. <laughs> but, not, but honestly, nothing prepared me for what actually. <laughs> yeah, literally, like, I actually don't want to talk about this. Like, I like I just want to like skip over this but um like so Enid is like giving like a big speech fucking Gloria Steinman is there which it's like how did you get a cameo from Gloria Steinman oh literally and then like just yeah just the way that Carrie interacts with her is like just so funny and it's like a big deal. She finally goes back with Enid. She's like, oh, my God, uh, Gloria really like moved me. I'm going to write for Vivant. And then um, <laughs> while, <laughs> while Gloria was giving her a uh, moving speech, Bitsy sends one of Marlon's old dick pics to her. Oh, my God. Like... <laughs> And the whole scene, the whole scene was so chaotic because it was like, wait, what happened with Carrie's phone for whatever reason that I can't remember. Were you thinking of Miranda's phone when it went off at Chase? No, no, no. I'm like, oh, how was it exposed? Like, wasn't it exposed like at the party that of like she saw the nude on his on her phone? Yes. Okay. So then. They take a picture, Enid. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yes. Gloria and Carrie. And then um, she's like, uh, Enid is like, oh, can I look at that? Like, just to see if I look cute or whatever. Which yes, is like, again, starts- LOL. <laughs> she- Flipping through. First of all, that gives me so much anxiety. Like, that has actually happened to me in real life when you're like, oh, look at this picture. And people like start scrolling. Like, do not scroll. Like, please. No. And she's just like... <laughs> and carrie like trying to defend like there's literally like i my jaw dropped like i was cringing so hard i could not believe that like like, like, okay one thing it reminded me of uh how to get away with murder 
Like, why is your dick on a dead girl's phone? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god, so iconic! Oh my god, oh my god, so funny. But hey, also that kind of doesn't that insinuate that she saved it? Yes, that's why I'm just like, <laughs> what is happening here? Like, oh my god. And so, so I just cringy. thought it was like such a funny way to to just be like, yeah. So now you have to donate. <laughs> like, Carrie's yeah, like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then basically she's like, oh no, sweet pea, I wasn't like looking for you to, uh, like write for Vivant. I just wanted you to donate a hundred k. And then after Enid's like, why do you have my boyfriend's dick on your phone? She's like, okay, I'll just pay the hundred k and like see myself out. I know. <laughs> that was really funny though. It it was really funny. Like this is Sex in the City done well, where it's yeah. like co- like pure comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the characters like have egg on their face. But I think the last thing I want to say is like, what was that dick pic? Because like. It was just like... Oh, you had to bring the visual back to me. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lisa. I'm sorry. But, like, it was just a zoomed-up picture of this guy's, like, flaccid dick. And it was just, like... Horrifying. the, The angle and stuff. It's like, how was this shot? Like, I was just like, I feel like nobody in, like, the costume department or set designer or whatever, whoever... Procure, procured this dick pic has never seen a dick pic before like, like what is this how is this so- like there's so many questions but then there's like zero questions because i literally don't want to know <laughs> literally literally i feel like with this type of stuff like when there was a prosthetic a prosthetic dick <laughs> on um sex life mm-hmm. and so like that people were like writing articles about like all this information yeah this just like crickets like no everyone was like kate we're just moving on because like, put the blindfolds on please literally oh my god literally okay let's talk about miranda i would <sighs> say she is the one that is like floundering the most um mm. seemingly in life but also just like in character progression there's zero character progression. Like it's, yeah, almost, it's almost like yeah, like regression. Like yeah, that and that's you. like probably one of the biggest qualms I had with the writers. And I'm just like, this is not Miranda. Like, what are you doing? Like, I just I'm like, where's your strength? Where's your backbone? Like, the way that like, Che talks to her all the time and just like it, just everything. I'm just I'm so frustrated by her character right now. Me too. I'm always like yelling at the screen. Mm-hmm. She's fucking sleeping on our old couch in this episode with Steve, like upstairs, and then Brady. Mm-hmm. Steve, we finally get Steve in episode four, and he's yeah. doing the like punching Wait, bag. I was and, like, like <laughs> Steve, wait up. <laughs> like, You're looking good a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like, he got like hot. He did like a post breakup like glow up. Literally. Like, I was like, wait, who is that? Like, why does his body look like that? Like, oh my God. He was so fucking ripped. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was funny. It was definitely like a thirst trap scene though, a little bit too. It was like- yeah, they were throwing him a bone after they made him like a bumbling idiot in season <laughs> one. Like Yeah. Yeah, they owed him that. 
but they're in therapy. Steve mentions he still has the bar scout, but isn't that the okay? Like, please remind me, is this the mm-hmm. bar that he opened with Aiden? Yeah, I think it had to be. Yeah, because he right? was right because he was just working at one when they met, and then they yeah he opened one with Aiden. Yeah, yeah. So that is weird to me because like I guess either Aiden like could have like Steve could have bought him out or whatever, yeah. but like or they're still co-owners or like I don't know. It's just weird how. Yet another uh, plot hole by the writers. Yes, like in the movies and then in this series, uh, like they talk about Aiden like they have no connection with him. Yeah. So, and like just that there's no mention of him with the bar. So Brady is talking about how he doesn't want to start college, uh, but Miranda thinks she can't say anything because she feels like she's ruined the family. Mm-hmm. Which is a hard place to be. I I feel like I've been obviously not in this exact scenario, but in that position too, where you're like, I'm already the one that like fucked up. Like I can't like be making any like calls at this point. Yeah. And I get that. And I understand her guilt, but I do still think that just like her behavior is just not authentic because like seeing Miranda, like try to like tiptoe around the house and be super jolly. Like this has never been her personality. So I understand the guilt portion and like why she's probably going to try to be play it nice. But like the way she's acting just still seems really like out of character from what we've seen in the past. So I don't know. But yeah, absolutely. Che is moving into their new apartment in Hudson Yards and Lyle, who we met in a previous episode, Che's ex-husband is there helping Che move, like drove them across the country. And we learned that they used to be in a throuple <laughs> and they like kind of try to like start to hook up. Like, so Miranda and Che, they're like, Lyle passed out in the bed. Yep. Miranda and Che fell asleep in the bed. They start hooking up. Lyle joins Miranda's like, hey, I'll try a threesome. Yeah. And then she gets a Charlie horse and has to sleep on the couch. Like, it was so fucking funny. Oh yeah. my God. Like, and it was just so crazy too, because she's just like, what's happening? And then she's like, okay, I guess I'll try it. And the, the way she just like, and that's what I'm saying. It's just like she's constantly just being like kind of embarrassing and cringy and just like, oh, it's like, what's going on here? But no, that scene was super funny. And then she had to go to the broken couch and it was just like a mess. It was such a mess. Yeah, that's like something also that isn't part of her character because I feel like yeah. she was, again, not as maybe like sexually liberated as Samantha. But, right. like, she had that, like, vibrator storyline. And then mm-hmm. in this se- series, she's, like, trying to work a strap on, but, like, is, like, fumbling. Like, I don't know. I'm just, like, if you had a vibrator, like, 20 years ago, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. You probably aren't, like, a bumbling idiot, I guess. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like, I'm just, like, what? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just so weird. I will say it was really sweet that Che comes out and lays on the broken couch with her Mm -hmm. that was like a sweet little moment in their relationship yeah it was it was so (laughs) charlotte charlotte's kids are away at sleepaway camp and like all the parents at their (laughs) school are very excited Mm -hmm. i must say 
watching all of these parents on this TV show make me like not want to have kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're they're like, literally so like stoked. celebrating yeah. at the school. Like literally the bus drives off and two seconds later they're like, Woo! <laughs> like, I was like, is it that bad? <laughs> like, like, it's, I mean, like, we see how like Charlotte's kids treat her. So if, if all the kids are like that, then yeah. Hey, fucking Lily and Rock are the fucking devils. They're like, the worst. They're worst. literally the worst. Oh they God. treat her like a literal just like butler yeah Yeah. it's so bad (laughs) um okay i'm looking at this next point in our outline and i actually want to kill myself (laughs) i I actually like this is so embarrassing so harry can't come he will orgasm but he like nothing comes out he doesn't like ejaculate yeah so they have like a brunch rant like (laughs) you know round table discussion about it I love that they still have those in the show because I just, I love them so much. <laughs> it makes me like so happy when they have those because I feel like that was just like the. Such a big part of the show. Yeah, of the main series. Yeah. Uh, so, and then just like their quippy little one liners and stuff. Best writing of the whole show. <laughs> like, finally. Yeah. Um, And then. Charlotte goes and teaches Harry Kegels and then he can like ejaculate again and that's like that that's literally like her whole plot. Okay, can I like bring up something though? <laughs> yeah. So you know how we're like literally dying at like these scenes and like the yeah. nude picture? And I'm yeah. like, why does this disturb me so much? Because it's like <laughs> I watch a lot of HBO. Like I watch, yeah. I watch The Idol. Like we've seen yeah. these type of sex scenes before, yeah. but it's just I don't know. I'm like, is it? I'm like, am I like ageist? Like, is it just because they're older, and or is it just because it's like we don't? It's not something we like let our minds kind of explore. Like when you get older and you're still having a sex life, because it's like obviously you're still married and they older people still have sex lives. But I don't think we like think we obviously don't think about it and so i think when they have these like very realistic scenes and scenarios it's still just very like "Ah, i don't want to think about that. no i think you're totally right because i feel like in if this was a plot point in the first series Mm -hmm. if i was talking about it yeah it might be like a little squeamish but like i wouldn't i i definitely don't think i'd be having these like adverse reactions (laughs) or like the threesome (laughs) or like something like that because like charlotte almost has a threesome in i think the first series or someone does and like yeah at a fucking eye (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) there was like way more like sex scenes and nudity before but now i'm just like oh my god (laughs) 100 percent. and then i think the other aspect of it yeah so i definitely think it's the age i just think that also the vibe of the whole show is slightly cringe true everything not even like actually sexy it's just like exactly (laughs) funny and silly yeah exactly yeah like I just think even if it's like a serious scene or like something that would seem normal I just kind of am a little like cringy yeah 100% okay (laughs) that makes (laughs) no but like I I think you're right I think it's kind of a both both (laughs) things yeah um 
Lisa, I'm so glad we are getting so much Lisa content yeah. this season, which is really nice. I love her character. Yeah, I really like her and like the family and her husband. So yeah, I, I'm really enjoying them. Me too. And I think that out of the women that they added to this series, her relationship with Charlotte and then her character just seems like the most like integrated and like re like yeah like, that it, makes it would sense. be realistic yeah it makes yeah sense. Mm-hmm. it's a hundred percent like who charlotte would try to be friends with and like yeah it just <laughs> it makes sense um more than like other new characters for sure totally because miranda has a kid but carrie doesn't mm-hmm. and miranda's kid is in like a different age group than charlotte so it it makes sense for her to have mom friends that are yeah like where their kids are around the same age yeah 100 percent. so her and her husband are constantly working we see this like throughout the whole uh season Mm -hmm. and they have an anniversary party but herbert forgot forgets to send out the invites I was cracking uh, up. I would literally kill my husband. Like, <laughs> you literally had one job. Okay, like, but it's actually. So, it's so easy. Like, I was like, this is relatable content because I feel like so much stuff is, like, virtual nowadays. Mm-hmm. That it's like, if you're not walking it to, like, the mailbox, it's so easy. Like, did I click yeah, send or not? Send. Like, I like, know, but it's like, did no one text you and be like, oh, can't wait for the party? Or like, <laughs> yeah. You just didn't talk to your friends at all. Like, I don't know. I would literally kill him. Oh, my God. Literally. So the only people that showed up were people that they told in like person. verbally, yeah. Verbally. <laughs> so it was, um, a, like, art gallery guy that talks to Charlotte and mm-hmm. remembers her from her old job. And then Lisa's dad and Herbert's mom who, like, don't get along. <laughs> That mom is so crazy, but yeah. Wait, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Well, something I want to touch upon, the art yeah. guy with Charlotte, was there like flirty vibes or am I just like, <laughs> I, feel, I, I was feel like, like, don't this. you dare cheat on Harry. <laughs> like I was freaking out. Cause you know, these been, fucking writers would write some bullshit like that. Like, and I would have to write it. Like, yeah, like, you literally we, killed big. Do not cheat on Harry. I can't take it. Yeah, yeah and like just Steve is a is a goner. So like, yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Um, I think it's just Victor Garber. Like, just gives <laughs> off like sex, like sex appeal. Like. Does he? <laughs> Does yeah. he really? Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm like getting up. exposed. Yeah. Um. <laughs> like, I think so. <laughs> like, I think those are the vibes. It's gonna be my pants. <laughs> my oh. God. No, but yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just felt like there was I was like so scared that that scene was going to go somewhere different. So totally. And we'll see because in a later show, a later later episode, I think she says she does want to work with him because mm-hmm. he like offers her a job. So yeah, maybe he'll have another like, I don't know, scene cameo with... or moment. Yeah, we'll see. Ooh, oh yeah. God. With Charlotte. Mm-hmm. 
So what do you think? So there's like the in-laws. What do you think about uh, Lisa's dad and then the mom? So they like, Lisa's dad is like, Herbert only cares about money. And then Lisa like ends up being like, okay, well, Herbert's going to run for comptroller, even though he like doesn't want to. Yeah. And then Herbert's mom has been like also in this season so much more and she's like sitting at the end of the table and like people no one wants to talk to her and stuff like yeah what are your thoughts so annoying but yeah I mean I feel like we've seen this kind of trope before of just like the very like opinionated you know um in-laws and just like yeah Herbert's mom is just like so mean for no reason like she's just like the worst and um but yeah I guess I guess we'll kind of see I'm waiting for the moment where they kind of get a backbone and like have more boundaries when it comes to them like I feel like right. hopefully that's coming but yeah for her to just be like oh yeah Herbert's gonna run I'm like I don't think you want him to do that <laughs> you know what I mean so yeah I'm interested to see how that storyline is really gonna play out but yeah, those in-laws or something else. <laughs> something else. And you're right, though, because it it is, um, I feel like maybe why they work so hard because their parents are, like, so hard to impress. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was also giving me deja vu to when Bunny was the in-law of Charlotte, Trey McDougal. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay, mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just, like, was so like in their business uh when she like didn't need to be yeah and it also um just from like a cultural perspective like I think them you know just being a black family who is you know successful I feel like they had their um parents who like really worked hard to get them there and they have these like very high standards of like how they want them to live and how they want to be successful and like we've seen like kind of glimpses of this when like Herbert yelled at the taxi like guy and just like the mom seeing him on the street and being like, I don't know who that is. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> they have to they feel like yeah. they have to be like top tier, um, you know, especially like the added on layer of just being black people. So, yeah, I I definitely can see like why they just feel like more pressure in general, like from their parents, from the world. So, yeah, I love how they like touch on that. Totally. And it's nice that it's finally a conversation about like racism or like equity or just a black experience that isn't just like forced in or like in a quick moment or like conversation between um, one of the main cast members and like one of the like added cast members. Mm -hmm. I feel like those kind of points have kind of mellowed into the show yeah. Instead of being like as like forced down the audience's throat as season one and like season one was of, so bad. It was so bad. Yeah. yeah. It was so bad. Mm-hmm. Like this just feels this storyline just feels more like it was meant to be a part of this show. And mm-hmm. and I, I think that's good because then I feel like people will get new takeaways instead of the takeaway being like how distracting it is that it's different than the original series right because i like i feel like then people are actually like listening to like exactly yeah Yeah, i totally agree and i just love how subtle it is now (laughs) not 
down your throat. <laughs> yeah, so, like it's like yeah. it's subtle in like a way that it it's like a, a normal storyline for mm-hmm. someone versus like almost like set up in a way that just was like so artificial. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So I've been loving Lisa's thing. But speaking of like Naya just straight up was not in this episode. Mm-hmm. And I heard someone say this on a podcast I was listening to the other day. But like because Miranda was in L.A. and at the point on the earlier episodes, Naya didn't have connections to other characters. She like just straight up like wasn't in the first like third of the season. Yeah. And I didn't really like the way they kind of played out her marriage. Like, it was very weird. It was just like, okay, what's done? Like, just <laughs> over the phone one day. I'm like, yeah. he's not even, like, actually cheating. Like, I was just, it was, like, weird. Like, I was like, why are we getting a literal divorce? Like, I'm like, this is, like, zero to 100. You know? Yeah. I, like, was like, why did they film all his scenes on FaceTime? Yeah. They didn't even have an in-person conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like we saw their marital issues and like that they were differing on having kids and stuff yeah. throughout season one. But then there was a point in this season that I was like, I didn't even know if they were like fully divorced or just like taking a break or like separated or like whatever. Yeah, I thought he was would be back and he's just not back. And I'm he's just, just like, straight okay. up not <laughs> back. learning how to like be alone and date again. I'm like, what is happening? Because I, I just felt like they leaned so far into the whole like fertility storyline that it was like, we just n- didn't really get like a clear answer. Or, I don't know. It was just really weird. So totally. I hope they develop Nia's um, storyline a bit more because right now it's very... I don't know, like kind of stale and weird. Yeah, 100%. Because like, mm-hmm. I was like in like episode two or something like that. He literally was like, I think we should do surrogacy. And then the next episode, it's like, also, <laughs> by the way, we're divorced. Yeah, like, <laughs> like just literally in like five minutes, it was just done. And that was it. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, I feel so bad that her character just like isn't. Yeah, like fitting into these storylines until she does host like a dinner um, with Carrie and Miranda like later in the season so like we're back yeah. but it, it was just I felt so bad for her in this like first like third of the season yeah me too 100% okay episode five Miranda is cramping Chase style because Che is smoking drinking partying to the wee hours of the morning uh and Miranda's like in classes at NYU I think uh and Miranda's like really trying hard to cheer Che up because trying way too hard, <laughs> trying way too hard and being like really overbearing because Che, their like pilot came out or it was getting tested by a group, yeah, like an, a test audience before mm-hmm. it got picked up. And in the test group, people were like, like, There was, like, a bunch of people that were, like, yeah, this is, like, a cute show and stuff like that. And then someone, a Brooklynite, a genderqueer person was, like, I think that Che (laughs) is cheesy and they don't portray the non-binary experience. Um, it was drag trait. Oh my god. It was so painful. 
<laughs> like it was so painful. But Kate, it was so true though. Hundred percent. Yeah. Like everything. <laughs> no they lies said were was, told. Like exactly. It was so accurate. Mm-hmm. So then, obviously, like uh, the pilot isn't getting picked up, and Che's really upset, rightfully so, that like their character has been distilled to like a a cheesy uh, sitcom. And oh, well, I want to bring up the funny conversation though. Cause when Che is like kind of like venting to Miranda about how um, people <laughs> were just dragging the whole show and Miranda's like, Oh, well they're just like not your demographic. And it's like, no, it was literally like a queer person from like Brooklyn or like, I don't know. It was like her, like the, the, the exact like demographic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so literally funny. laughing so hard because it was so funny because Miranda was like well obviously like it's just about like a bunch of straight people like yeah wh- what what are they gonna say and then she's like no like it was someone from Brooklyn that identified as queer like yeah <laughs> like it was just so fucking funny that was so funny oh my god so it just like <laughs> the knife was stabbed even further yeah um, even further so um yeah Che asks for time apart from Miranda and Miranda like at first like doesn't really get it but then like yeah kind of so how do you feel about (laughs) god Uh, there's been so many times in this season where it's like Che just is like and then it's like oh I'm sorry I love you and it's just very like I don't know whether to dislike them and like I'm just it just has always seemed very toxic even from the end of last season and I'm just kind of like in the writer's room I'm like are we supposed to want them together like it was like always very weird to me because they would have these very sweet moments um together and then it was just like Che would just be really kind of mean and dismissive and just get out of here Miranda or just yelling at her in California and just 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 like so bothered by Miranda's presence and we just see Miranda like a puppy dog like I'm sorry and I'm like Like, I can't watch this like (laughs) no I know I don't know know. so how do you like perceive the whole dynamic like this is what I am still so confused by and maybe that this is real life like it's like you root for the couple even if they're like not supposed to be together but I was like okay I don't like super love the Che character like they're just not doing it for me Mm -hmm. and that sucks because we do need more non-binary characters in in like popular tv um yeah but like why I, do they have to be annoying <laughs> like, like, <laughs> right it's like I don't even mind Che like as a character because like they're very funny and just you know like it brings a lot of good representation and stuff like that but it's just yeah. in the relationship specifically with Miranda it just bothers me so much yes because okay so I think that they need to work on specific things like that make them not ready for a relationship or maybe a relationship with a person that has like a kid mm-hmm. and an established career. It's like they're trying to do the Hollywood thing. Miranda, it's like has been living in New York City for 30 years, has yeah. an 18 year old, has a fucking law degree and is studying 
for their master's or PhD or whatever. Yeah. And I think like that just, I think clashed. And Mm -hmm. I thought Che was like really selfish in a lot of parts. Oh, like when, Yeah. yeah. Like when Brady wanted to come home after he got broken up with and when Miranda's like trying to sleep before her early morning classes and Che's like has a bunch of people over like I just think like Che it's like you you're better single Mm -hmm. but I just think it was weird speaking about like their relationship in particular that it's like weren't we supposed to root for them because like that's what I'm saying like a season and a half of their relationship and then they just quickly broke up and then Mm -hmm. now like Miranda's like out there dating again it just doesn't I don't know it it, I don't know if we were supposed to root for them or not I'm confused yeah I guess it was just kind of I think the whole thing was just for Miranda to just experience this because I guess that's that's what happened in Sex and the City before right it was like they never they were always dating people but they would only last for like a couple episodes or something like that or I mean, obviously, this was like a whole like two seasons, but you know, I feel like they never really. It wasn't until later seasons where they really got serious with a certain character, you know. So, I don't know. Yeah, I really yeah. don't know if it was just like an experimental relationship or if we were really supposed to like root for them. I don't know. Root for them, like we do a Carrie and Big. Like that's what I'm confused about, and like, yeah, I think that. Well, I didn't I I, even think we really rooted for them until yeah, yeah, the very end. <laughs> so. yeah, that's a good fucking win. I think the other thing is like, I think that people realize that the premise of the show is to be dating. And right. it was hard when everyone was in like a long term relationship. That's true. So I think they just needed to make some of the characters single. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. like, yeah, yeah. 100%. But, um, yeah just when it comes to Che's lifestyle at that point it was just like that was another thing about the relationship I just felt like they didn't ever have like conversations it was just like oh move with me come with me and it's like okay well Miranda's um like a lot older than you are like what does the lifestyle look like like what you know what I mean it's just yeah it's just like they just never had any conversations about things so I just thought it was really weird totally and I think their relationship actually ended up evolving a lot around sex and I think just for like yeah a long-term relationship like you have to have more substance yeah (laughs) yep uh so Carrie uh she attends Charlotte's Halloween fundraiser um and I guess like leaving the party she stops in a bike lane and a biker crashes into her mm-hmm. which again I didn't think that this was very like on character too because I'm like she's lived in New York for like 30 years yeah I feel like a New Yorker would never stop in a bike lane mm-hmm. <laughs> like- who was she on the phone with though at the time I think there was like oh, something shocking question. that was being told to her I can't remember oh was it I think it was Miranda maybe was was it Miranda yeah um, yeah, I think Jay? it was Miranda talking yeah. about something. Was it the like strap on conversation? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was. But yeah, I think I don't know. Yeah, but it's still yeah, you're right. It still just like wouldn't have happened. It doesn't matter like how shocking it was. You don't just like stand in a bike lane. Yeah, so, yeah. that just like didn't make sense. So uh, 
regardless, the biker who I thought was like a dick. Like Same. it was it was so weird how they made him like a redeemable character like almost immediately. Yeah. He was so rude when he fell off the bike, but she takes him to urgent care and it it reminded me of when she took Yes. Natasha to urgent care after it's she like got it was to like the same house. hospital. <laughs> oh Literally, God. it was like the same place. Did you watch um Darren Star's other show Younger? No, I didn't. Okay, I think you would like it, but uh okay. he's from Char he's Charles in the show Younger. Um, okay. Yeah I, yeah, I know I've seen that man before, but I just didn't couldn't place him. So yeah, okay. Yeah, he so he's in the Darren Star universe and and the most recent episode, the woman that uh, Miranda goes to hook up with is also from Younger. So he's definitely oh. having his like, yeah, his other cast in, in the show. Okay. But he's like a big like executive and his card declines at the urgent care. But so Carrie thinks he's like poor, but then... <laughs> They go to his huge loft. She brings him a care package and mm -hmm. she realizes he's rich and I guess now eligible for her to date. <laughs> um, yeah. So they kiss and his business partner, who is also very stressed out, um, his name is Paul and he interrupts. That whole that scene was so annoying. Okay, that scene was so annoying because I'm like, I you just knew where this was going to go. Mm -hmm. That Paul and the and the George character were like in a you know work relationship and it was interfering with his romantic partners. <laughs> but I guess that oh. was again like a very like that was a very Sex in the City storyline that yeah, that would happen to someone. Yeah, and I think and yeah, I love that you're saying this because I think it does help me to like watch it with a different lens because it's like they're just remaking the show that they. <laughs> already yeah. made but with like <laughs> older people but i guess yeah. like that's my thing it's like at, at they keep saying we're 56 years old and it's just like but you shouldn't be doing the same things like still <laughs> like i don't know she learned nothing like that's yeah. such a good well point. when like, we get to miranda's world? first female date portion <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna go in because i have a lot to say about that but okay. Okay. anyways <laughs> um so she's like, hey, your business partner is crazy. You obviously have a lot of work going on. She dumps him. He's like crawling on the floor to get out. Yeah. I was like, he can't see you, Carrie. Why are she we crawling? She doesn't understand any, like, any type of technology. Yeah, she, they're like hooking up. Mm -hmm. He's on FaceTime and he just like leaves it on. And she's he's like yelling at her and she just like ghosts like yeah. she just irish exits that was funny so fucking funny <laughs> uh charlotte yeah hosts this halloween party um rock is scouted as a ralph lauren model um mm -hmm. and she's so excited because she gets to live out her momager like fantasy she's reliving her own teen model days this is very charlotte yeah she dives fully into that role so it was funny 100 harry's like apprehensive he's like 
Yeah, if you get like a a business card like in a store, like do not follow up like that. I kind of thought it was going to be a scam too. Like I was like really waiting for it to be like in someone's basement or something. (laughs) Yeah, me too. But it turns out it's legitimate. And Charlotte takes Rock. Rock's like killing it. And Harry wants to see if it's like real or not. And he shows up in his wig that he wore to the Halloween costume as like, fucking the, wig. <laughs> like as a serial killer, basically. <laughs> Just to see if there's anything sexy going on. He, he like looks asks so a scary. bunch of people. Like, it's, so it's like, what's up, man? And the guy's like, Can you not speak to me. <laughs> it's like, who let you in? He's like, just wanted to see if there was anything sexy going on here. The guy's like, He's what like, the it's like we're taking pictures of kids <laughs> yeah. like i thought harry was gonna get kicked out he's being so creepy i literally thought they were gonna like <laughs> like call security like <laughs> oh my god so fucking funny so funny but yeah very like the comedic uh timing of harry it was it was really good it was yeah. really well done it was cute yeah i enjoyed that uh, Naya dresses up as Catwoman to the party. She is again like trying to get back in the dating mm-hmm. mindset. She gets laid by a super hot guy from a bar and yeah. she does a, a walk of shame. <laughs> but like it's not a walk of shame because she was. There was no shame in this walk. Like right, she, right, right. She was obsessed. She calls Miranda to like talk about it. Um, yeah. And Miranda is like, again, still so tired. So she offers for Miranda to stay in Andre's music room. Mm-hmm. That she like manically like threw everything out of one day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. But yeah, it was it was cute to kind of see. Again, it's still very abrupt because it was just kind of like you just got a divorce overnight. But um, it's kind of cool to see her like exploring. I feel like we're this is like a character who's like getting into this kind of like casual dating world really for the first time and which we haven't really seen. Um, So, yeah, I kind of like this like perspective on it and just kind of seeing how she navigates it. So it's cute so far. That is such a good point. I feel like this is very common because she's talking with, I think, Carrie and Seema. I can't remember at the bar before she hooks up with this guy. And she's like, I don't know what to do. How do people meet people these days? Mm -hmm. I've only seen two dicks. And I think that's actually so common. Like a woman who, uh, yeah, like uh, marries maybe the first man that they date and then yeah yeah, Mm -hmm. and then they get divorced and you're just thrown into like 2023 dating (laughs) which is horrifying by itself (laughs) which is not great for her but um she's super smart gorgeous like she's gonna be fucking fine like Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, yeah lisa she dresses up as minerva and it's like iconic um, so Herber, good. like he refer like refuses to dress up because he is running for comptroller. Do you know what a comptroller is? I have no idea. Do you? Me neither. Okay. <laughs> I just I didn't even look it up. Like I like they mentioned it every episode, and I just like don't know what it is. Okay, oh, you're um, right. It yeah, is... I just kind of ignore it. <laughs> Same. 
Uh, Comptroller oversees accounting departments. They have a broad and deep knowledge of accounting regulations, procedures, and policies. Oh, my God. I still don't really know what that means. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, that is, like, so general. Oh, I guess they, like, um, in the city, he, like, kind of controls where the finances go. Money go? That makes more sense. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Interesting. Cool. But, yeah, he, he doesn't want, like... Yeah, his like persona to be like, and again, yeah, that's going back to what I was talking about earlier. It's just like they just have so much pressure on them to be this like perfect, like Brady Bunch Huxtable family, I guess. So, yeah, Yeah, that's actually so, so true. And I feel like that's a through plot line because Mm. just so much pressure because I feel like, I, I don't know, other people might not with more privilege might not notice like they would just dress up and like have a few drinks yeah they don't care yeah 100 percent. yeah uh but later he dresses up as george washington at home and has sex with lisa (laughs) (laughs) that was funny i thought that was cute i enjoyed that (laughs) it was very cute it was very cute Mm -hmm. seema finally we get something from seema she is hooking up with a guy that has ed erectile dysfunction Yes. Again, another like mid, like mid fifties plot that mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess is realistic. So he has a penis pump, and they have sex, and she just like she like the first time she's like, "Hey, this is like not the vibe. Like this takes us out of the mood and stuff like that." Mm-hmm. But then after a while, she's like, "Okay, I just like I can't be like that. That's so yeah." Like, not cool. I'm going to, like, give it another try. So she does it. They have sex again. Um, When they finish, she pulls out a vibrator. When he finishes. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. When he (laughs) finishes, she pulls out a vibrator. And then he gets mad. And it's like, why are you using that, like, device? And she's like, just wait a second. (laughs) Insane men are. You literally have this huge ass pump in a box that you have to physically get up and go get and pump your penis in front of her for like five fucking minutes. And she gets out a little ass vibrator to seal the deal and you're offended. Are you insane? No, it's literally like the audacity because it's like. For me, if someone pulled out a vibrator after we had just had sex, I'd be like, oh, my God, I didn't like. Yeah, please. Like, you. I, yeah. yeah. Like, I didn't like do something right. Like, this mm-hmm. isn't I'm thinking of myself right now. I'm being selfish. Like, what can I do to make this mm-hmm. better? But he just goes off and she's like, are you fucking kidding me? I have <laughs> like actual like like a machine drying on my leg. <laughs> like dish rack (laughs) exactly (laughs) oh my god that was so funny and i listen i love how she was just like okay bye and then she just put the vibrator back on i was like that's my girl i just love her so much i love her so much she i really hope again she gets more juicy plot lines because Mm -hmm. she's such a fun character i love that she like just chain smokes in her car and like Mm-hmm. just doesn't give a fuck and yeah and i know you talked yeah. about like obviously like um the earlier episodes but just i could see myself in seema so much when she was just like um like 
would just cut a guy off he cut she cut off that um like italian guy uh, yeah the um french guy um, oh yeah sorry french guy and then like her hairstylist is like this is why you have no man and i was like so triggered because i was like mm, this hits a little close to home so i just love sima and i'm just like secretly rooting for her because i see some parts of myself in her so i, <laughs> I just love, love her that. i love that i know that was so funny and then she like goes back she's like okay maybe you were right also no one else can do a blowout like you like <laughs> i love that so much so yeah i just uh, want to say i just love sima me too and her outfits mm-hmm are so gorgeous all the fashion on like some of the fashion is outrageous but like yeah we love that about sex in the city though you know yeah yeah we live this is like fashion in the sex in the city world Mm -hmm. yep okay episode six carrie is doing a zoom interview for her book um but it's with an influencer that's like clearly never read the book it's really awkward she (laughs) knocks it off (laughs) I was like kind of rolling my eyes because I'm like, is this how they see like millennials and Gen Z? It's just like, we're not all like stupid. And yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was, I understand like, haha, but it was kind of annoying too. (laughs) But 100%. Also, I always think about like, of course, also like the, the interview was like disrespectful, but I also think it's like, okay, if you have a, a, why is your publicist setting you up with, um, someone is not the target demo for this book because the book is about being a widow. Yeah. And this person's that's like true. 20. They're just like, oh, we're just going to get you in, in front of a bunch of people. And it's like, okay, well, that's not who's going to even enjoy this book. She's like, the book is about death. <laughs> Literally. And it's like, where's Samantha? Like, Samantha would never do this. And then the other thing I was thinking, though, I'm like, okay, but sometimes you do have to talk about people that aren't your, like, main demo but you can relate pieces of it to them to like bring them on board and she just like she doesn't give a fuck about any of that like carrie yeah Yeah, exactly yeah like i think like you know if like people like our age could still read a book like that and it could be like very impactful so absolutely 100 percent. like for other people in our lives like relating Mm -hmm. to them or like we're just out of interest or like whatever but she just like yeah like doesn't care but also the the interview is like disrespectful so it's like kind of twofold yeah uh she is a keynote at widowcon i loved this like <laughs> this, this whole... whole yeah me too <laughs> it was awesome she asked Che to go with her and it's like a convention for people that have lost their spouses she goes after a like comedian Mm-hmm. that's like killing it on stage <laughs> and she's like fuck 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 like that i'm was about so to be wild. like so sad but mm-hmm. turns out like that's what the audience needed and yeah it like worked out for her mm-hmm. wait and i loved like the writing partner carrie <laughs> um wait can we talk about this for a second because i'm like yes. why didn't carrie remember her like is, or like was she like literally I was so confused by it. I'm like, is this a character who was on the show and I'm missing something or? Yes, I had the same thought okay. and I looked it up and Rachel Drach, who plays the other Carrie, the yeah. writing partner, Car- was on the show. <laughs> Karen, yeah, rebranded to Carrie, which was funny. Yeah, it's funny. But 
Yeah, so this was, like, a writing partner, and then she was, like, mad at her for selling, I don't know, they were writing, like, something for TV or whatever, and I was like, oh, is that around the time where... Hollywood show? Yeah, where they go to L.A., but... I, I don't think it was. I think they just like made this up. Yeah. Okay. That's, I was wondering that because I was like, oh, this is kind of weird to me. But yeah. Also, but you- it just like put her in everything. I fucking love Rachel Dratch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> such a good actress. Like just the funniest, like corkiest person. So it was good. It was so funny. Mm, so funny. And like this widow con gives Che some perspective and then. Carrie emails Aiden but like why was she prompted to do this do you remember um oh is this after Naya hosts the dinner yeah it was after the dinner yeah because they were talking yeah they were talking about um finalizing their divorces yeah and it was just like oh do you talk to your ex and Charlotte was like oh I what did she say she like doesn't talk to Trey because he doesn't want to talk to her so it was like that conversation. I guess it just like brought Aiden up in her head. Oh yeah, no, Charlotte was like, "Oh, how is Aiden?" Or like, "Is he single?" Or like, yeah. So that's what happened there. Right, right. So she emails him, and she. This is so Carrie. The first thing is, "Hey stranger, remember me?" <laughs> crazy, like fucking crazy. Like, can you imagine like the person who like ripped out your fucking heart? Like emails you and is like, "Hey stranger," <laughs> like after like twenty years, I'd be like, hey, <laughs> "Like literally, who you both <laughs> kissed, like cheating on your partners in Abu Dhabi, and like almost ruined." Oh my god! The, like his life for the second time, <laughs> literally. And then Carrie's hey, just the messiest girl alive. Like <laughs> she's so toxic. Fifty six <laughs> years old, still just messy as all hell. I can't. 100%. But then we find out, I guess through email, I'm like, I can't remember any of the details of this, that lot, he's yeah. like divorced. He sold his furniture company to West Elm and he moved to Virginia. Oh, yeah. No. So Carrie did know. She, I guess she has creeped on him somehow online and like <laughs> does like know all this information, but she just hasn't spoken to him. So I think she goes home to like send the email and then she doesn't. And then I think like the next day or something, she ends up doing it. But I don't, yeah, I don't remember what prompted her to do it. Her psychosis probably, yeah, yeah. like, I don't know, she's insane. Yeah, other than her <laughs> being Carrie. Yeah. Like... <laughs> oh my God, yeah. She doesn't need a reason at all. Yeah, she doesn't. Oh my God. So in Charlotte's life, Rock's photos turn out amazing. Everyone's mm-hmm. stoked. And then Lily is like, I'm going to lose my virginity today. (laughs) That was so wild. (laughs) Fucking hell. So then Charlotte's like, hey, I don't want to have like the same relationship to sex like growing up. Yeah, which is Um, fair. But then it's like so fair. But it's like you go to like talk to your daughter and she's like, ew, I don't want to talk to you. It's like, well, you wanted to talk to me about it five fucking seconds ago when you like announced it to the whole kitchen. So I think I can like talk to you about it now. Like Lily is so annoying. <laughs> 100% Lily is so fucking annoying. And then like and she's just so like, I don't know, like Blair Waldorf or something. Just like I'm losing my vir- I decided today I'm losing my virginity. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. She's like trying to talk to her and the first thing she goes to is prioritizing her pleasure. And I'm like, 
this is i feel like <laughs> this is like you're ju- you jumped to like point yeah B. like lesson number 10 or, yeah. yes yeah <laughs> like let's start with something like a little simpler mm-hmm. um but uh there's a snowstorm lily goes to have sex with blake but he doesn't have condoms because they're fucking like 15 literally and then, <laughs> and then charlotte's like okay well like i can't get them to you it's snowing and lily's like okay well i'm gonna just have sex without a condom then bye <laughs> and she's like no just wait she's I'll so manipulative oh my god like, that that's awful. so bad <laughs> it was funny because i watched this episode with my mom yeah and my mom was like <laughs> Well, she would have just been having a baby then. I don't know. Like, whatever. Because it was just like, there's no way in hell. I'm just going to go and, like, buy my daughter condoms. Like, I don't know. It was just so annoying. Charlotte's like, I can buy you Plan B tomorrow when the snowstorm's gone. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. So, yeah, this is, this was weird. Like, so yeah. she goes like on this big voyage to <laughs> literally a voyage to, to get buy some condoms. condoms. Mm-hmm. And she calls Carrie and Carrie's like, I don't use condoms. Like, I'm not scared of getting pregnant, obviously. And I was like, <laughs> STIs, have you ever heard of them? Like- I know. And it's actually like I this is like a real thing that like elderly people, especially in like elderly homes, they like get so many STDs because you know, they just don't care because they're older. And it's like, no, you still need condoms, you guys. So that was like a weird thing for Carrie to say. That was so weird. That was really weird. Also, okay, call me crazy. But like, do you think when Charlotte was like, when Lily was like, I'm going to have sex today, do you think it would have been more reasonable? And maybe this just doesn't make for good television. But if she was like, okay, love that for you can you wait till we can get you on the pill and then you can go and have sex? Like, do you think that would have made more sense? Yeah, I mean, it totally would have made more sense. <laughs> but I also don't think Lily's the type of daughter, like like you said, like she's very like, I'm going to do this. Like she's like, I'm going to, she's like, I need a piano. You're not going to buy me a piano. I'm going to sell all my fucking clothes. Like, like he, she's very like, she does what she wants. So I think Charlotte knows that about her. So she's like, okay, she's going to have sex today no matter what. So I need to get her these condoms. But yeah, of course it would have been like, can we just wait? And like, like can we talk about this? Like, can we get you a yeah. Can we talk about STDs? Like, yeah, there's no conversation like that. So yeah, I just feel like, yeah, that totally would have made more sense. But yeah, not great for TV. And I think just Charlotte just knows like her daughter's going to do it no matter what. So which is like shows the immaturity that you probably shouldn't be having sex. Like hundred <laughs> percent. Lily should not be having sex. <laughs> okay, let's check back in with Miranda. She's again super tired from running between Che's apartment, Naya's apartment, and Steve's apartment. Carrie tells her at that dinner that Steve said he'll never take off her his ring, which is mm-hmm. That was such a classic um, Carrie and Miranda moment. Like, why didn't you tell me? (laughs) You know, like they always get in their little bickery, like, like fights like that. Yeah. Cause like, do you think Carrie should know better that Miranda would have wanted to know that at this point? Yeah. But I think she had good reasoning. Like she said, she was like, I just didn't want you to feel more guilty. So I think it was fair to like, there's not, you shouldn't, you don't need to tell your friends like every little thing, especially when they're going through a hard time. So I understand Carrie in that aspect yeah 
Yeah, that's once. true. For once, I understand. For once, yeah, she made the right call. <laughs> yeah. So Miranda goes back to the apartment she shared with Steve, and she's like, you need to find a new place. Best writing like, of the season. Mwah, yeah, Wait, actually, like, I'm lying. Good. Oh it was good, but then it didn't end the way I wanted it to. But I'll yes. Oh, my God. Yes. OK, so then Steve blows up. He's like, you didn't want this marriage. You didn't want this apartment like you didn't even want Brady. And it's. It's like explosive, like you it's just powerful. didn't see this coming. It's powerful. <laughs> yeah. Cause, like, I was like, it, tell us, Steve. <laughs> Like, it was, like, low-key true. Like, the Brady thing was a low blow because, obviously, that was, like... like, your son, yeah. Yeah, and that was, like, at the early stages of pregnancy. But, like, fucking, like, finally has, like, kind of a backbone. But they reconcile. They lay in bed. um, And then Miranda finds a condom wrapper uh, because he's fucking the, like, Whole Foods cashier girl. (laughs) And Steve's, like... I was never the victim. You made that up in your head. Okay, yeah. The way the scene just went from like zero to a hundred, like it was just so weird because it was like he has this powerful like monologue moment, and then she's like, she like really has no comeback. She's like, <laughs> like literally like I thought she was having like an aneurysm when like, she's just like freaking out, <laughs> flailing around. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, what is going on? Like this isn't even like. Like, Steve, if you say something that powerful and hurtful, you have to just, like, stand in it. Like, you're supposed to, like, let her just walk out and, like, cry. Like, you're not supposed to be like, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I know. And, like, old Miranda, I feel like, would have brought the same heat. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. Old Miranda is, like, not in the building <laughs> at all. It was just weird. It was, like, such a powerful scene. And then it was, like, oh, I'm sorry. And then we're, like, hugging in bed. And... I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Like, yeah, it was super weird. And then all of a sudden, now you want to get mad? Like, you're crying before, but now you want to get mad because you saw a condom. I'm like, Miranda, you've been screwing Che for the past, like, year. Like, what are we talking about here? It was just so weird. And then Steve's just like, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm not a victim. Yeah. It was weird. It was just really weird. It was really weird. It went from zero to 100 to zero again so quickly. But I will say the part that I did like was like, you know, when you make up in your head that the person is the victim and yeah. like you did something bad that they'll never get over and never like forgive you for. And yeah. you just continue that storyline in, in your head. But then mm-hmm. that's actually not reality. Like, I feel like I do that all the time. And yeah. so I I'm I liked that part of this. Mm hmm. Yeah, but it was just like a weird like I feel like that could have happened like in the next episode or something. Like yeah, I feel like yeah. the whole fight needed to marinate a little bit, you know? Yeah. It yeah. was just it, very it happened so fast. Like, so fast. I'm like whiplash. I'm like, oh, are we mad? Are we sad? What's happening? So literally. No, but yeah, that's so fair because I feel like, yeah, Carrie's like, Oh my god, he's never gonna take off his wedding ring. Like, oh my god, he's you know, like people were thinking that Steve is like literally like borderline like gonna lose it because of this divorce and he's literally fine so yeah (laughs) i think that really it was good for miranda at the end of all of that to just be like okay i don't need to like feel guilty anymore totally totally and he can stop like pouting around the apartment and just like they can finally like (laughs) i guess move on yeah um che is still depressed and miranda and 
them are just like still not vibing. Um, Mm -hmm. They're doing cameo recordings in the bed when Miranda's trying to sleep, which is like, it was like, it was so annoying, but like so fucking funny at the same time. Like the fake voice they were using, like it was just so, so Che Diaz. (laughs) (laughs) And the faces Miranda's like, um, like with like, yeah, yeah. So startled, she's like, like what? what? She's on? like, what's that voice that you're using? Like, it was so fucking funny. Oh my god! Have you ever received a cameo before? No, I haven't. <laughs> but my- I well, I I okay, that's not true. I received a group one, so it wasn't to me specifically, but it was like to a group. Yeah, it's like my best friend got me one, this guy from The Bachelor, like for my birthday. And it it is so funny to think about like what they were doing when they're just like randomly sending you this video. And they're like, hey, what's up, Lisa? Like, you know what I mean? It's just like so funny. So it was kind of funny to see like them putting that in the show, you know, because <laughs> it's like. Yeah, little... because it is that. Like yeah, it is so, where like, they're weird, just like, yeah, yeah, like in their living room, like between like a point or like not appointments but like i don't know obligations or whatever and they just like whip out their phone and record one yeah exactly so fucking funny and this kind of leads to their breakup yeah okay i will say like again like when we were talking about their relationship and like if we're supposed to root for it i was shocked by this really i I thought like okay like they were obviously having problems and i thought like they would eventually resolve them. So mm-hmm. for them to just like cold turkey break up, like seems like there's no chance for them to get back together. I, I was really surprised. Mm. I wasn't surprised they I broke up. Like I was like, okay, it's about time. But I, I don't know. There is a part of me that still feels like there's going to be more happening there. I don't think, I don't think the door is completely closed, but I think it's going to, I think Miranda's going to try to explore more and then she'll probably see like, okay, once Che gets their shit together, I don't know. I, I don't think it, the door's closed. So we'll see. That's, like, interesting because you're right. They are still in the show. Like, mm-hmm. they're in episode seven, hanging out with Carrie. Yeah. <laughs> Going to WidowCon. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. But, like, but what is, like, the next move? Because it's, like, I feel like... Che's like either gonna become like a vet tech again and be like depressed that their like comic TV shit didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And then also they haven't worked out any of the issues that they had previously. So I don't know. I would be I kind of would be upset if they got back together at this point. But I mean Sex and City's kind of notorious for people just getting together and the, when they shouldn't be and like it's so true. <laughs> like the way that Carrie and Big would just always just find themselves back to each other. Um so true. So it's it's kind of giving that for me. So yeah, I don't know, but like nothing's like you literally cannot predict the show right the show's writing at all. Like we never yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. Every episode is a new adventure. So we'll see. I'm excited to see like how it unfolds for sure. Totally, totally. Uh, so Lisa is being honored at MoMA for being a black female filmmaker. The storm doesn't stop her. She still like treks down through New York and Herbert has a conflicting event, but then ends up going to her event instead, which I thought was really sweet. Yeah, it was sweet. And just something I obviously have to bring up that I saw a lot of um 
people talking about on Twitter, um, especially like as a black woman watching, it was a very powerful scene to see her sort of like carry her wig in a box um, because, you know, black women, it's like our, if our hair is like getting wet in the, the rain and snow, like it's going to just all going to be messed up and just having that powerful moment where she like takes the wig out the box, puts it on her head. And then she kind of makes eye contact with that older black woman. And she's like, like, yep, we're here. You know, it was like, it was, again, it was like a very subtle thing, but I feel like, um, black women watching were able to like look at that scene and be like yep this is like something we would like have to do you know so <laughs> yeah. I thought that was really cute so I just wanted to make a little nod at that <laughs> I liked that scene yeah where the other woman was like oh my god like <laughs> just like this is <laughs> I'm not like this is our lives but like this is yeah I guess yes like just, just what us. we have to do so like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I don't know if she was like a participant or like for the event or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think she was just like someone maybe who was in the audience and she just audience, saw her yeah. getting ready in the bathroom and was like, oh, good for you. Oh, so it's like, give her a green room. Like, like. Yeah, that was one thing that was unrealistic. I'm like, you would never, no one would, no black woman would ever just like put their wig on in a public bathroom and tell everybody <laughs> like that. But whatever, I digress. <laughs> oh my god yeah uh so good uh let's round out this episode with Seema she wants to get a summer house with Carrie um in the Hamptons and we get this Bravo joke another Bravo joke which it's like our two worlds colliding because we're also summer house watchers yes so for her to make like a (laughs) summer house joke I was like this is hitting like way too close to home I know it was kind of crazy and a little random but I loved it I mean we know that like um Sarah Jessica Parker and and Andy are like pretty good friends in real life so I thought it was really cute um, to kind of throw that in there Oh my god, I totally didn't make that connection, but you're right. Do you mm. think that's why we've had the two Bravo references? I think so, probably. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how involved like Sarah Jessica is with like the writing and stuff like that, but I just know that they're like they're friends. Like they hang out right, you know, like if you watch Andy's stories, she'll be like, Oh, with Sarah, like we just had dinner. So like they're very close. So it wouldn't surprise me if that's like there's some connection there. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense. Okay, let's talk about our final episode, episode seven. Bring us up to present day. Okay. Carrie finally gets a reply from Aiden and he says, What's up? <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Question mark. He asked Carrie out for dinner on a Thursday, but it's Valentine's, Valentine's day. day. Yep. Che and Carrie hang out again. Che, we learn, is Airbnb. Airbnb in their apartment. They find a random dog and take them to the vet uh, where they used to work. And basically they get offered a job. And then we get like, I feel like this is, I don't want to like bury the lead. Like Aiden and Carrie reunite. Yeah. They like have kind of a misunderstanding about the location of the restaurant. But like, Mm -hmm. this is huge like a huge moment we've been waiting for <laughs> forever um yeah. that jacket that he's wearing is getting a lot of hate online 
I was so disturbed. I'm like, what the <laughs> I hated that jacket so much. So much. So ugly. So like kind of like militaristic. Like Yeah. But it it like wasn't cool on him at all. No. It was so bad. Um and they hug, then their their dinner seems like very natural. Like he's Mm -hmm. like, I read your book and they talk about big. What Like, overall, are you happy for this reunion? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's nice. I thought it was really nice to, like, see him. It's like, you know, it's like, we all like him, you know? So it's not about him. Like, we love Aiden. Um, I don't know. It's just, like, a weird situation, right? It's like, I, I'm, and, like, and we kind of see it unfold, right, of, like, it's obviously a weird situation to reunite with a woman that you loved and thought you would spend your life with, but then she like kept picking this other man over you. And now that this other man is dead, dead. now she's like, Hey, what's up? <laughs> like, that's kind of crazy, you know? And obviously, um, you know, and I don't want to skip ahead, but you know, we see kind of like how the night ends and they're like, you know, we're good. They're going to hook up again. And she's like, taking him to her apartment and it you can see how deeply traumatic (laughs) and triggering this is for him like this man literally has ptsd he's like i'm not going in there (laughs) like i can't literally could not go up the stairs and um i was like wait is it that deep and i'm like yeah it is like he was like trying to like rebuild everything like he really wanted to start a life with her and she just kind of ruined the whole relationship like he said right in those walls so it was that was pretty crazy yeah yeah I agree that like it shows how even though this is again I don't know I guess like maybe like 15 years or whatever after their relationship that like it really impacted him yeah I just don't know like how someone could ever get over being like so like second like tear that's what i'm saying yeah so it's gonna be interesting to see how this plays out honestly because for him to have such a strong feeling about even just being in the apartment there's gonna be more triggers that come up so i don't know i'm interested to see do you have any like predictions about where this storyline's gonna go you think yeah so when i watched the original series i always thought like aiden likes an idealized version of Carrie, not her current self. He didn't want her to smoke. He like hated that she spent all her money on shoes. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Like we could go on and on about it. It's like one of the main, like the main storylines of the series. But I think I'm like, maybe is Carrie that idealized version of herself now? Or like, or, or, like, grown in ways that now he would find... It work, yeah. Yeah, like, find it to work. Mm-hmm. Find her to be a suitable partner. I don't know, maybe. I just mm-hmm. think that they're, like, such different people, though. Like, she is, like, Manhattan, and he is Virginia. Like, it, it just... <laughs> yeah. Like, that, like, kind of stuff, like, never made sense to me. Like, they just seemed like such a a odd pairing but I I Mm -hmm. guess it it worked in some ways but yeah uh so they like go and have sex they get a hotel or they go back to his hotel yeah 
And I heard this on another podcast. So again, not my own thought, but like them yelling, not yelling, but like having an argument and again, not even an argument, but like some type of discourse in the streets. Yeah. I was like, this is this is Aiden and Carrie. Like, yeah, 100 percent. So it's just kind of like, yeah, nothing's changed. He's still very deeply triggered. And so, yeah, I don't know. I think yeah. they're going to they might try it, but I think there's a lot that's going to come up that they're at least going to have to work through. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah. But then what is Carrie's storyline then? Because it's like it, it feels like all the people that she's dated in this series since Big has died, which has been like three or four guys, mm-hmm. like it's just not working. So like does she date Aiden for a little bit it doesn't work and she goes on to another person again or or do you think that this is yeah I don't know I don't know I don't know (laughs) again these writers just never fail to shock me so um I don't know I don't don't know if that's like if it's that yeah that's what is that is what's hard about this show because again I think they're trying to just make it be like oh they're single dating and having sex in New York but like they're in their 50s so it's like they should have learned lessons and like they shouldn't be really having the same sort of patterns I mean you know there's obviously stuff you can't help like you know Seema dating a guy with a crazy ass penis pump and just you know there's just like certain (laughs) silly situations that you can't help but I would think when it comes to someone like this like Aiden we should see like the we should hopefully see the like character development in Carrie to either make it work or to like learn something you know even if they don't make it forever there should be like a very uh huge like impact on her character development so i hope so i i hope so i guess it's also realistic for a lot of women that are from the generation that these women are from to be in their 50s and have a lot of unresolved shit like Mm -hmm. i think it's very much of our generation to like have the tools and resources and like less stigma to talk about stuff. Cause like sometimes I am, I do feel like I'm talking about these women like they're from our generation and it's like, fuck, I hope I have my shit worked out by the time I'm 55 or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't know. A lot of women that I know in my, in their fifties, like in my real life, don't have their yeah. like shit they don't even out. like to look back on the past or try to do <laughs> yeah. anything yeah. exactly so yeah who knows if he's yeah here for a short time or a long time but when I had read interviews with uh Darren Starr and John Corbett who plays Aiden it seemed like he's like in it to be like a main like I don't know the vibe wasn't just like cameo it was like Oh yeah, no. There, so. Yeah, he's definitely gonna be around. There's definitely gonna be some sort of storyline there. But like, is it Endgame? No idea. Yeah, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't look like it right now. But I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's wrap up with these other characters. Okay, Rock is like a new celebrity. Mm-hmm. Charlotte's running her dog's Instagram account. Like, yeah. I really loved this episode for Charlotte um, and just like the big breakthrough she had, Um, you know, because we're kind of seeing her really like, you know, we just got off like her being in a storm, buying condoms for Lily and like being this momager and then, you know, taking um, rock everywhere and to all these agencies. And then they're just like, "Eh, I don't want to do it. And, (laughs) And just like, 
yeah, you just kind of see her kids constantly just not appreciating anything she does for them. And, um, you know, she's getting a cake for Lily. Lily's like, don't eat it. Bye. Get out of here. You know, it was just so mean. And so then we see her take the infamous weed brownie. (laughs) I like knew it was going to be a weed brownie. Yeah. Which also just like doesn't give me like Lily or her friends vibe. So that was another kind of like random yeah, plot but, I mean you can just tell that Lily and her friends think that they're like grown and they're just trying to do these like cool things like yeah we're gonna do weed and we're gonna do the sex and it's just like calm down I'm dead like literally because at Lily's party they're listening to Taylor Swift right like, yeah. like, they just want to like relate to the lyrics like I don't know yeah for sure so, yeah, like, Charlotte finally realizes, like, okay, the way that I'm showing up for my kids is not the way they, like, need me. And mm-hmm. um, so she's going to call Victor Garber, the art guy. And, and have an affair. Yeah. <laughs> Bang I him. hope not. I hope not. Oh, my God. Dude, Tori, if that happens, I will literally be calling you screaming I was just going to say, you literally have to call me. <laughs> Like no matter the crying. time of night, like <laughs> literally, like that will be that will be shocking. I don't think that maybe she'll have like a sex dream about him, but I do not think they're gonna. You can just that. have a clip of me screaming in that episode. <laughs> like, oh my god, yeah. I can't. I I'm I'm stoked. I'm stoked for her. This is like finally. I thought the momager and her just like doing everything for Lily was true to Charlotte, but mm-hmm. now she's getting back to her like roots and something that she loves and i'm Mm -hmm. i'm just i'm stoked yeah i'm excited to see how that's gonna like play out for sure and hopefully her children will have some respect (laughs) (laughs) yeah like literally literally she's like the the nicest like not chillest mom obviously she's a little bit overbearing but like (laughs) but like come on you could do a lot worse Mm -hmm. 100 percent uh, Miranda's talking with the girls at brunch. She doesn't know if she's gay. She goes to a bookstore uh, with Naya and meets a voice actor, Amelia Carsey, who's reading Pride and Prejudice, played by a character from Younger, like I mentioned before. And they like flirt and they make Valentine's Day plans. She meets Amelia in her apartment and it's like a mess. She's in sweatpants. It's like cluttered and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. you said you had something you wanted to get off your chest what (laughs) what is it like please lay it on us okay there's like this whole it just okay again I think the writers have a problem with kind of like moving things too fast and it was just like very messy because it was just kind of like she saw her she like waited for her to come out and then it was just like Amelia was just like wait what's her name in the show Diana or Amelia Amelia. Okay, yeah, sorry. Amelia was literally immediately just like, oh, yeah, let's, you know, it was like, you know, and like, I'm not queer, but I'm just like, how did you guys even know that this was like what was happening? Like, it just moved very fast. And um, she was just, it was like, like, she just came on really strong to Amanda. And it was, I mean, to Miranda, sorry. And um, I don't know, I just felt like it was like really weird. And then all of a sudden, it's like, poor Miranda's in this like literal cocktail dress (laughs) to her messy ass nasty ass apartment like I was literally like 
and she was just being so gross and like oh my god <laughs> literally the worst person i've ever seen yeah. and it was so crazy that she had like she was literally just sitting on the bed waiting for her to come back and then freaking carrie thank god voice of reason for which is kind of crazy carries the voice of reason being like you know you can just leave <laughs> like yeah miranda get the fuck up and leave like what what are we doing she's like oh yeah 26 year old me when it stayed like, i'm like yeah like what are you doing and it's like that's again it's it's so frustrating watching miranda just be like this little puppy dog to all these people because it's like what this has never been you and it's actually not really realistic because um again i feel like pe people like my mom's age and stuff like that they're just like i don't give a fuck anymore like you know what i mean like i feel like you kind of get like meaner when you get older like you have more <laughs> boundaries because you just like don't care as much anymore like you're not trying to make people happy and it's like the way that miranda has just like shifted and it's just super weird to me and it was just like you're that desperate to like get some play with a woman like she's literally disgusting like i wouldn't even want to sleep on that bed and it was just like it's just the whole thing just drove me crazy <laughs> 100 percent. and you're right she says this line she's like 35 year old straight me would have stayed here mm -hmm. and 56 year old gay me wouldn't and i was like 35 year old straight <laughs> you wouldn't have though like right. you were dating like high-powered like hot doctors like his neighbor like her neighbor and stuff like that like you i yeah. feel like you didn't want to date schmucks like steve and skipper and stuff like that right. you had the high expectations so i was like i don't think that actually tracks but you're right though like amelia was doing everything that was like absolutely disgusting and honestly it's so disrespectful for you to invite someone out on a date Mm -hmm. And, like, if you were going to be in that much of, like, a mess, you need to cancel and or postpone. Yeah. But, like, inviting her over was, like, it, it honestly was disrespectful that the, the sheets weren't done. Like, you had cat litter and, like, cat poop, like, just present. Like. It was so disrespectful. Oh, my God. It was disgusting. Yeah. But I will say from my lesbian friends, I do think that is common for them to like immediately go out on a date and like okay yeah i just wasn't sure but i was just like i just yeah <laughs> but it was like i i will say the unrealistic part seems like you meet at a bookstore and you like i don't know i wouldn't be getting vibe like date vibe like ask me out vibes like yeah, in the middle just, of it i don't know that part was weird to me they didn't even really let the flirting build up it was very like oh yeah. or like no texting or like yeah mm -hmm. facetiming or like anything it was just like yeah. no let's go on a date i was like okay this is the 90s again like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah exactly that's so funny oh poor miranda <laughs> yeah she she's struggling but i guess she like always struggled through this series naya's entire plot line was that she wanted to make a souffle and she made a souffle and ate it yeah i was like waiting for a gotcha moment but nothing really happened so nothing happened <sighs> and it's just again again it's like this weird it's like she's getting a divorce then she's having a you know one night stand for the first time and then she's now she's celebrating valentine's day alone it's like what it, i don't know yeah i don't get the storyline but yeah because then she's like getting back in the dating pool but then wants to be single on valentine's day mm -hmm. 
I don't know. I, I feel bad for her character, honestly, that it that she's just getting kind of like this like shoot in storyline. Like Yeah. Um, and Seema's again was that she wants to take Carrie to a massage because she's stressed for her date with Aiden. And they book it as a couple's massage, and they refuse to do the the yeah. Massage did you in get like room. what the big deal was? Because I feel like people do that all the time. Like you just go with your friend to get a like couple's massage, or like you know whatever. Like it's not that serious. No, and it's usually cheaper. And single people shouldn't have to suffer like not getting the couple's price because there's only one of them. <laughs> like- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that I was... I mean, I think I understood her point yeah. of just, like, why why are only couples allowed to get things today? But it still just didn't make sense because, like, you guys could just still, like, get a massage. Just do you it. know what I mean? Totally. So, like, it was yeah. weird for the spa to do that. And I think she was right for saying something. But, like, they could have also just been like, okay, my bad. Like, I'll just get a, the massage in the same room. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, Lisa's kid, Herbert Jr., and his girlfriend Baxter are handsy at school. They also Ooh, have a that Valentine's little boy Day pissed, me <laughs> pissed me off. Why? Because he wasn't listening to his mom. But it's just like, what makes you think that it's okay to like, like, your girlfriend's like groping you in the schoolyard. I mean, whatever. Like that's like I guess normal shit. But then it's like you're literally just having her, your girlfriend, in your mom's closet taking pictures with the bags. That you was thought that so was bad. That was so bad. I was like, your girlfriend is using you for like Instagram clout. And then he's like, Dad, tell her she's wrong. It's like it's just not wrong. Like get the fuck out of my closet. The hell? Like you thought like. Any normal kid would be, like, shaking in their boots, like, being in their mom's, like, expensive-ass closet like that. So, I don't know. It was just so annoying. Like, these kids on this show are so bad. So (laughs) entitled. And, like, it's thousands of thousands of dollars worth of bags and shoes and clothes. Like, absolutely get your grimy-ass hands out out of that closet. Yeah. That was a weird storyline. Yeah, but it was, I, again, just kind of random, but it was like, Yeah, um, I guess they needed some, like, hijinks. Mm-hmm. And then the last storyline, I'm really actually glad we're ending on this because mm-hmm. Anthony, um, he runs his bread bakery with, I forget what it's called, but it's, like, hot men deliver, hot fellows, maybe? Yeah. Deliver the bread. Hot fellows, I think. Um, and he harasses his employees who... <laughs> But they're like openly doing intravenous drugs, like steroids in front of like he shouldn't mm-hmm. harass them. But then also like don't do drugs at like steroids at work. He's like, if you do steroids, <laughs> get out. And the whole they, staff they all leave. leave. That was like, so funny. Slash like don't do steroids at all. Like, yeah. <laughs> but like, especially like just them like doing them at work was like so jarring. And then. So his um, entire... Like, over the bread and everything. <laughs> yeah, like, so, like, not sanitary. Um, so his whole staff, like, of delivery guys leaves. But Drew Barrymore is a big fan of Hot Fellows and wants him and a delivery guy on her <laughs> show. show. That was such a good cameo. I love Drew. <laughs> it was so good. It was so perfect. And I was like, she would like Hot Fellows. Like this, 
actually like I feel like really aligns with her character. Yeah. Um. So he's like, I'm fucked. He calls Charlotte and she finds a Italian question mark um, so. poet in the store. And Anthony's like, we need a specific type of guy because it's a morning show. Um, so he like, can't I be like, I got the guy. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, this guy's perfect. He's like a poet. Like he's not like super muscly. He's just, he's morning show hot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they bring him to the set. They get him to change into an outfit. Giuseppe was his name and he has a huge dick and it's just like <laughs> the full outline <laughs> in the hot fellows outfit. I thought they were going to get in trouble on the show of like that he shouldn't be on there like that or something. Well, like, okay, I'm like, they black box people on ABC for like wearing a bathing suit on The Bachelor. Yeah. It's like he was getting black boxed. Like, yeah, 100%. But um, it was funny though. It was really funny. Drew was making dick jokes, which again, I, I feel like she would actually do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ross Matthews, so many cameos this season. I Ross. love Ross. He's like one of my favorite people. So that He's was so, so funny. funny. But he just like, again, like harasses this man and then leaves. Oh, like, on the so- uniform. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. So bad. Anthony's like, I'll pay, like telling Giuseppe, like, please keep delivering for me. Like, I'll pay you whatever you want. He's like, no, I'm a poet. It's like, no, like, just. <laughs> just do it for some money. You were selling poetry for like $1. $1. Like, yeah. it's New York. Times are tough out here. Like, I doubt you're turning down this type of money. But yeah, go exactly. off. <laughs> like- <laughs> mm-hmm. So I wonder how that's going to unfold and if he's going to like kind of get like addicted to it or if he's I don't know if he's if he's gonna quit on him so yeah that you, was super funny though I, I hope to see it like play out me too do you think that they could date because Anthony's no longer mm-hmm. obviously Stanford left him in the show but passed away in real life do you think um Giuseppe and Anthony could get together oh I didn't think of that angle at all um that'd be fun yeah and it would make things messy at work yeah. So yeah, I don't know. We'll I didn't know see. if Giuseppe was straight though or what his orientation oh, was. Oh yeah, we actually don't know. And also, um, if Anthony is gonna be his boss, you probably shouldn't date your employee. <laughs> like, yeah, but that's just so sex in the city and it would yeah, just be like, such a good storyline. So <laughs> So fucking funny. Okay. Any final thoughts you wanna share about and just like that, uh, the next episode anything we missed um no I guess I would just still say like writers if you're listening (laughs) get it together like I don't know it's just it's just really weird for me to see Miranda in this place I hope she gets her strength back I feel like we're seeing Charlotte kind of lean you know get her power back in her life so I'm hoping that Miranda sort of does that as well and kind of like finds her identity and like is like strong in it yeah and I just feel like yeah we've seen Carrie weirdly be like the voice of reason now and she seems more like chill and like oh I know everything that's kind of weird um because she's still she's still messy at heart I know I know my messy Carrie is still in there so we'll see how she that plays out or maybe that is her character development like she's more mature now and maybe her and Aiden can make it work so again I'm just hoping that we see these women kind of um, 
in a better spot as things go on because they're they've kind of just been flailing around for the past season and a half. So I'm I'm hoping things are gonna start getting more uh serious and not serious because we love the silly stuff of the show, but I guess like yeah. Again, I keep saying this, but it's like character development. I just want to see that. And hopefully the writers can kind of get them back to a place where they're more stable. <laughs> yeah, because there was silliness in the first series, obviously. Yeah. But there was like an overarching growth and I just a character growth. And I just not seen that here. Exactly. So, yeah, it just it feels more like things are happening to them instead of like, I don't know that like they're making things happen or I I don't know what it is, but yeah, I think the only plot point I like super, super care about at this point is the Aiden one. Mm-hmm. It's a joy to watch the other characters just cause it's so nostalgic. And I like the new women that they've added, but the, the Aiden thing just has me like hook, line and sinker. Yeah. I'm so excited to see what's going to happen. Me too. Okay, this was so much fun. Thank this you. Fun. Oh my god, thanks for marathoning this. Uh, these episodes. <laughs> there was so much to cover, it. but we did it. <laughs> we fucking did it. Can you tell the listeners where they can find you and anything else you want to plug? Yeah, so you can find me at at Lisa Rants on Instagram, and um, I'm actually gonna send Tori my journal <laughs> link if you can put that in the show notes. That'd be great. yes we have to promote that seriously it's in my it's in my amazon cart for when i do like another like a uh not a haul on amazon buy yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so um obviously if you don't live in the boston area i still do virtual circles i'll do them every other month so if you are interested in that just follow lisa rants and follow along and we'd love to have you so thank you so much tori this was great And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to Lisa for joining me on today's episode. If you enjoyed it, once again, leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And you can follow along on socials at RTBB Podcast. If you have some commentary, if you want to share your perspective on these episodes, if you want to follow along with celeb news and just whatever is, you know, going on in my life. I hope you are safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I'm ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.